Hey, it's so great to be here tonight uh, at the living room. My name is Brad, as Mitchell said. Um, I've been at Buckhead Church uh, for um, almost 13 years now, and we started uh, the living room 11 and a half years ago. And uh, I am married to my uh, wife is back here, Jade King Horton is back there. And um, she is super talented. She's way smarter than I am. She's an introvert. Um, and uh, she's the greatest gift that I've ever gotten. So, uh, Jade, I love you. And I thank you for being here tonight with me. And uh, it's so cool to have her and doing ministry together. And um, so we um, are, are at Buckhead Church on Monday nights for the most part doing the living room down there. And uh, really excited um, about what God is doing here. And what I want to um, talk to you about tonight is um, really the fact that God is doing a unique work. God is doing a unique work. And he is doing a unique work among you. And I don't know if many of you are new or if you even know what I'm talking about right now because you just kind of, you know, have trickled in to the living room and you're not really sure what this is or what's going on. But God is doing a unique work. And just as we begin tonight, I feel like uh, because we don't know each other, um, I would like to get to know you a little bit. And I just want to see who we have in the room. And uh, I've got Emily over here and Chandler right here, birthday boy Chandler in the back. And uh, he's going to help, they're going to help us out. But I'm just curious, how many freshmen, show of hands, how many freshmen are in the room tonight? Raise them. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That is amazing, by the way, freshman. That's incredible. I would like to meet some of you. How about over here? Who, who are you over here? You, you pulled in a, um, a chair up in the back. Can you go right here? Chan yeah, right here. Um, what, what's your name? What is it? Kobe, where are you from? Gwinnett County. All right. Any other Gwinnett County people in the room? All right. Golly, that's awesome. Good, good stuff. So I'm curious, um, besides freshmen, how, do we have any seniors in the room? Seniors, okay. That's incredible. Emily, can you come up here? Do you mind? Oh, you've got an Atlanta Hawks shirt on, so I, that makes me... I work for tech. So you work for tech, and you're wearing a Hawks shirt. You're making me really, really happy right now. What's your name? Leslie. Leslie, where are you from? Marietta. Marietta. Okay, and what do you do at Georgia Tech? Um, I work in the athletic department. Uh, that's awesome. I love the athletic department at Georgia Tech. And uh, now, do, are you in school, out of school? Yeah, well, it's my internship, so I'll graduate in December. Okay, but where are you going to graduate from? Oh, Kennesaw. Kennesaw. Okay. All right. That's great. That's cool. So you're Kennesaw. Is there anyone in the room tonight um, that you're not in school right now? Just show of hands if you're not in school. That, that's awesome. We're, we're glad you're here. Anybody else not in school? Um, yeah. Some of you, listen, I just want to say this real quick. You're like, the people that aren't in school, you're kind of like raising your hand like this. I want to make this clear for everybody. We call ourselves a college ministry. But we are college age, okay? Not everybody goes to college. College isn't for everybody. Some people take breaks. Some people, you know, start working. And I just want to say that you're welcome here. That's amazing. And so don't ever be ashamed of that, okay? And so um, we're glad you're here. If you're 18 to 23, come on. You're a part of this thing. If you're 24, we'll still let you be here. If you're 25, we're going to start talking about our singles ministry, okay? And just, just being honest with you, all right? It's, it's really good. But we're going to probably move you on, okay? Um, so others of you in the room, okay, how many um, people are either in a fraternity or a sorority? Show of hands. Wow, that is amazing. Okay, that is incredible. Um, so I would love to meet uh, somebody that's in a sorority, okay? Chandler, can we find someone right here? Okay, all right. Uh, what's your name? I'm Ellie. Ellie, and what sorority are you in? Five Mu. Five Mu is representing tonight. Woo! That's incredible. Good stuff. Where are you from? Cartersville. Cartersville, right up the road. Good stuff. Well, we're so glad you're here. Thanks for being here. And then I would love, I, we got some people in suits, and I love this, by the way. Can I just say this? 
I, so I assume the people in suits are pledges. Is that true? Can I talk to a pledge? Is that, is that possible? Is there a pledge? Can Emily introduce a, a pledge back here? So anybody, come on, your pledges. You're used to being embarrassed. So let's, let's just, uh, let's go for it. What's your name? Uh, my name's Costa. So, okay, you got to say it again. Costa. Costa. Yes, sir. All right. Where are you from? Uh, Forsyth County. Forsyth County. All right. What fraternity are you in? Uh, I'm a pledge for Delta Sigma Phi. Delta Sigma Phi. Okay. So, Costa, I got to know the truth here. Now, um, so the fact that all of y'all are here, I guess that's your, your pledge class, which I just want to say, seriously, not kidding around, that's incredible that y'all are here tonight. But is there any uh, chance that y'all are using the living room to get out of something that you're supposed to be doing pledging right now. I'm just wondering if there's, okay, that's incredible. Because if I were you, I would try to figure out how to get out of things that I'm supposed to be doing pledging. I was a Kappa Sigma at Baylor and uh, I loved it. It was incredible and made some of the greatest friends. I have a really good friend from Baylor University and he gave me all the time, uh, gave me a hard time all the time that I had to pay for my friends. That's what he said about fraternities and sororities. He just would be honest. He's like, you still paying for your friends? And, uh, and I'm like, okay, no one thinks that's funny um, because there's so many Greeks in the room. And I hate, we would laugh all, about, uh, all the time about it. But the reality is fraternities and sororities are incredible. And I just want to say this. I think um, Samer and the team here have done an incredible job of reaching out to the Greek community. And I, from the beginning, when we started the living room, we, when we were at Georgia Tech, we were largely like 50%, 40% of, the, of our population was Greek. And I love that. And I love that you're taking time from your busy schedules and the things that you're involved in and being here. So that's incredible. So I got a couple more people that I need to meet in the room, okay? Thank you um, for, for representing. How many of you are not in fraternities and sororities? Just show of hands there. That's awesome. I love it. So we're so glad you're here. That's incredible. Um, I just am curious. I mentioned my wife is an introvert. How many introverts in the room? Just so you know you're an introvert. Is there an introvert bold enough right now that would actually introduce themselves? Any introverts bold enough that you would introduce you? Or you or, are you sure you're an introvert? Chandler, let's get this girl right here. That's incredible. All right, introvert. What's your name? My name is Rachel. Rachel, where are you from? I'm from Cherokee County. Cherokee County. All right. And are you at Kennesaw State? Yes. What year are you? I'm a junior. A junior. And what are you studying? Communication. Communications. Why is that funny? <laughs> Rachel, that's awesome. So Rachel, I'm so glad you're here. That's great. Thank you for being, having an extroverted moment. Okay. All right. That's, that's incredible. Good stuff. Um, and then I just am curious, any out-of-state people in the room? Didn't, or, uh, yes. All right. Chandler, turn around. Can I, we'd like to meet this out-of-state person right here. Um, what's your name? Keep coming. Keep coming right there. What's I'm your name? Jaira. Jara? Yes. All right. Jara, where are you from? New York. New York. Yeah. Now, hold on. Keep the microphone. Where, um, like, uh, how did you find out about, are you at Kennesaw State? Yes, I am. And how did you find out about Kennesaw State? College board. College board. Yeah. I don't know what that is, but I'm yeah. going with it. That's incredible. <laughs> so that's a, and great. And what are you studying? Uh, early childhood education. Okay. And what year are you? Uh, Third. Third year. All right. That's great. Hey, thanks so much. That's incredible. All right. Listen, here's what's so incredible. I just need to know a couple more things here. Um, do we have any engineering majors in the room? Engineering, does that mean that you're at Southern Poly and you've now got, you've taken up, Kennesaw's taken over? Do you still say that you're at Southern Poly? Because you love Southern Poly, all right? You're holding, you're deep in, you know, like, we're not giving up the name yet because you started when it was Southern Poly and yeah, I get that. All right, hey, we're so glad you're here. And I just want to say, if you're an engineering major, you probably should be studying right now, but we're so glad you're in the living room. So that, that's incredible. So we're, we're glad, glad you're here. And to all of you, it's about, you know, it, you know we're like halfway through midterms right now. Are y'all in midterms right now? 
Yes, midterms, no, don't talk about school anymore, I'll move on. Okay, um, I'm curious in the room, okay? Um, any former Hope Scholarships recipients in the room? Any former Hope Scholarships? Or, okay, just curious, I'm just curious. Um, how about uh, majors? Uh, any dance majors in the room? All right, that's awesome. Welcome, we're so glad to hear you. Kennesaw State has an incredible dance, you know, program there. How about uh, art majors? Okay, we just heard early childhood education. Any early childhood? Yeah, that's incredible. Um, how about business? Business majors, all right. Well done, that's incredible. How about country music lovers in the room? Yes, all right. How about like, hey, I like hip hop, okay? How about Taylor Swift fans in the room, okay? How about Kanye West fans? Any Kanye West? How can you be both? That's incredible. That's amazing. Well done. Hey, here's the reality. God is doing a unique work. God is doing a unique work right here. And I don't know if you can see that, but there are so much diversity in the room. There's so much diversity in the room. And it is amazing to stand up on the stage and see all of you. And I want to just say that you are beautiful people. All of you, you're beautiful. And it is so beautiful to see what is happening here. And I'm just telling you, and I wish I could go through the whole history of 11 and a half years of the living room or just even the last three years of what's happened here. But basically, there was about 30 students that were getting on a bus at Central Parking Deck coming down to Buckhead Church every week. This is about five years ago, okay? And Gavin Adams, the lead pastor here, said, hey, I wanna do something for college students at Kennesaw State. And he just decided we are gonna start a college ministry and all we had was 30 students. And, and literally three years ago, fall of 2014, okay? I know that's two years ago, but, but uh, fall of 2014, we actually kicked off the living room with 140 students. 140 students showed up the very first night. And then the crazy thing, and I love Samer. Y'all have the best college pastor. And I don't know if you know that or not, but Samer Masad is incredible. And he had so many opportunities to go other places. He's never gonna tell you that because that would be arrogant or whatever, but he had so many opportunities. And I'm not exaggerating. I'm talking about multiple well-paying opportunities. And he chose this opportunity. And he chose this opportunity because he knew what could happen here. I really believe that. And so we started the living room and we started before he got here because he was still in grad school and then he jumped in and he started to take over. And then last year, we had this major hiccup with the school. We could not get into the room consistently and it was a real struggle. Anybody a part of those days when we met on campus, show of hands, okay, that's incredible. And uh, thank you for being a part. But then early in the, or late in the spring and early this summer, Sam was like, I wanna move the living room to Woodstock City Church. And I, I know it was possible, but I, I honest, I'm just being honest with you. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, you're, you're pretty far away from the campus. I don't know if people are gonna come. And I'm telling you, something has happened. We moved here and it, this thing is taken off. And I don't know if you know that, but it is incredible what God is doing. And I just wanna tell you, as I was sitting in the back, it is so much better here. And, and the music is so much better. Not, it was the same people. I'm just telling you, Scott doesn't have to load in and load out every week. He's so proud of that. I mean, it's, it's amazing. But God is doing a unique work. God is doing a unique work. And he's doing a unique work because there is incredible diversity coming together right here every Wednesday night. It's amazing. And God is doing a unique work and he's inviting you to be a part of it. He's inviting you to be a part 
of the unique work. And that's what I wanna talk to you about tonight. And uh, we'll wrap up as we go through this evening. But I just want to, to think about the unique work as a theme tonight. And I want to challenge you before the end of the night to get involved with the unique work that God is doing here. And so to do that, I wanna share with you a prayer that Jesus prayed, okay? And uh, it was right at the end of his life. He had just had uh, what is known as the Last Supper. So pretty awkward moment. He, you know, breaks bread and said, this is my body broken for you. And he holds up a cup and says, this is um, a cup that represents my blood spilled out for you. And the disciples don't know what's going on. They, they take the bread and drink the cup. And then they go out into the garden of Gethsemane and he challenges the disciples to pray and he goes off and he begins to pray. And so we're gonna look at this prayer. If you're, not, if you're wondering about something that you could be studying right now, you could be reading the gospel of John, which is where we're gonna be looking at tonight. And we're gonna be looking at chapter 17. And this prayer is amazing. And this is where we're gonna pick it up right here in chapter 17. He says, my prayer is not for them alone. So he's been praying for the disciples the people he just had the meal with. He says, my prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us that the world may believe that you sent me. So here's what he says at the beginning. He says, my prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. And so this is what's so amazing about this prayer is that if you believe in Jesus today, Jesus prayed for you, and if you don't believe in Jesus right now and you just came tonight, I just wanna say we're so glad you're here, and I really believe that Jesus prayed for you in that moment as well, but here's what's incredible. He says, he says I'm praying for those that will believe in me through the message of the disciples, and that's us today, because if it wasn't for the disciples that recorded who Jesus was and what he did, we wouldn't know about him today. We wouldn't know about the resurrection, and so... We were prayed for by Jesus. You could go home from the living room and like, what'd you learn in the living room? Jesus prayed for me, okay? That's pretty good news. But here, here's what he says, that all of them may be one, okay? That, that we may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you sent me. And this is what I wanna talk about. I wanna talk about this word one right here, okay? And, and what Jesus was praying is that once people put their faith in Jesus, that there would be, the followers of Jesus would be one. Basically, that they would be unified. That's what's going on. There would be unity there, okay? And, and the thing I wanna talk about is the difference between oneness and sameness. I wanna just take a moment to explain the difference between oneness and sameness right now. And, um, and sameness is what we often think of like being one. Sameness is like you and I would like dress the same way, that you and I would like the same music, that you and I, you know, because we're the same, that we, we, we talk the same way, that we use the same vocabulary, and that is not oneness. That is not oneness. And I don't know if you've ever been a part of an organization that you have to be the same, you kind of have to look the same, you have to act the same, you have to think the same way, and that's, sameness is what that is, and sameness, in my opinion, is boring. I just wanna be honest with you, sameness is boring. And oneness is so much better than sameness, okay? Oneness is so much better than sameness. But before I talk about oneness, I want to just share with you this quote from Craig Rochelle. He's this pastor. This is what he says about uh, sameness. He says, unity is not uniformity. We have strength in our diversity. If we all look 
alike and act alike, we can't reach the people that no one else is reaching. Unity is not uniformity. We have strength in our diversity. And oneness is so important for us to get around and understand tonight because um, when we embrace our diversity, we can become strong. Okay, and oneness is about seeing somebody and valuing them that they are made in the image of God. And I don't know what your view is of humanity, but everyone that was created, they are made in the image of God. And not only are they made in the image of God, but they are uniquely wired and gifted for the kingdom of God. And we have to do an incredible job of valuing diversity. And I think that's happening in this place. Can I just say that? I really believe that that's happening in this place, that we are valuing diversity. And I want you to value diversity because we are stronger when we value one another for who God created us and purposed us to be. And you gotta get that because when you get oneness, when you get oneness, the world will believe that Jesus was sent. Okay, so Jesus goes on in this prayer and he kind of reemphasizes everything that we just talked about. And this is what he says. He says, I've given them the glory that you gave me, which is a whole theological thing that we don't have time to think about. But Jesus gave up his glory. So he was created at the foundations of the world. At the beginning of time, Jesus existed. That's a whole nother theological like headache right now to go through right now, but that's incredible, okay? Jesus existed before he was born, okay? Just trying to you know, make you think about midterms right now. That's crazy. But here's the, here's the crazy thing. He came into the world and the glory that he came in and brought into the, this world was loving people and laying down his life for people. And so he says of the disciples, he says, I'm giving them the glory that you gave me. And that is, they're gonna lay down their lives for people. That's what the disciples are gonna do. And so he continued to pray for them. And this is what he says, that they may be one as we are one, I and them and you and me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me. So here he comes back again with the same idea. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. So this is the word I wanna talk about. It's complete unity, okay? Complete unity right here. And uh, complete unity is so important because it is oneness. That's what complete unity is. And the word here for complete unity actually is the same word that Jesus used on the cross. It is the root word that Jesus used on the cross when he said, it is finished. It's, it's the Greek word is telestai. And when he says, it is finished, what, what, what is that word is, is saying it's complete or it is perfected. And so many times in this translation, earlier translations would say that they, were, uh, they, they may be brought to perfect unity, okay? And so perfect unity can take place. This, you've got to get this, okay? Perfect unity takes place. Complete unity takes place when, um, when people understand who Jesus is and they receive God's love. And the way that, I don't know, keep, uh, keep coming back. I'm sorry. Thank you so much. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. And so we have to believe in Jesus. And when we believe in Jesus, we receive the fact that God gave his son for the world and we experience his divine love, his divine love. And when we experience that, we can have complete unity because we share that love with one another. That's what complete unity is. It's loving one another in the midst of our diversity. Here's, here's the next slide. 
Complete unity confirms that God loves the world. Complete unity confirms that God loves the world. And what I mean by that is that you know the verse, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. That God's proof that he loved the world was he gave his son. But the world isn't gonna believe that until they see people that believe in Jesus loving one another. Okay, and this is so important right now. And this is why God is doing a unique work right here at the living room. Is that right now, more than ever in our nation and in the city, on the campus, the world needs to see people loving one another. And the world is hungry for complete unity because they don't see it in our nation right now. And we are more divided today than we ever have been. And, and people are frustrated. We are more divided politically in this country right now than ever before, okay? And thank you for skipping the debate tonight, by the way. Thanks for being here, all right? But I just wanna say we're so divided, but the world is hungry for complete unity. And you guys are the only hope that they're gonna see that. I think the church is the only hope. And I don't think the church has done a very good job of displaying complete unity because sometimes we're so arguing among other churches about what's right and what's wrong. And why can't we love one another within the church? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like we've got to do a better job of displaying God's love to the world. And so you have an incredible opportunity to do that, to display God's complete unity by loving one another. See, the, the love that Jesus is praying about here is an outward action because they say it's gonna be experienced and seen by the world. So it has to be displayed. And so here's the thing for us here. God is doing a unique work and he's inviting you to be a part of it. He's inviting you to be a part of it. And for us, for us here at Woodstock City Church, the whole thing is we, we are, the way we respond to God's divine love and his gift of his son is that we, we say it in our mission statement. And you've heard this before, but our mission is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. That's why this church exists. We created a church for unchurched people and we want them to come and be in this place and we want them to have the opportunity to experience the greatest relationship that anyone could ever possibly have. And that is a relationship with their savior, Jesus Christ. And the unique work that God is doing here is that he's gathering a diverse group of students here on Wednesday nights. He's gathering a diverse group of students and he's giving you the opportunity to lead other students and other people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. That's the opportunity that's happening. And I believe we can take Woodstock, we can take Kennesaw State, and we can take the city of Atlanta by storm if we begin to experience and display God's divine love and experience complete unity in this place. And the way I wanna do that is I wanna share a couple of things as we wrap up tonight, okay? How can you play your part in God's unique work? How can you play your part in God's unique work? The first thing you need to know is that you need to grow grow, and I'm not talking about like, so you can be better at basketball or, or something. I'm talking about that you need to grow spiritually, okay? You need to grow spiritually. And you've got to set the goal that you can grow that spiritually. Because if you don't think about, hey, I want to grow spiritually. If you don't think, take action and take action to actually develop your spiritual life, you're never going to grow. 
And so you gotta set the goal that you want to grow spiritually. And if you're gonna lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ, the foundation for that is that you have to have a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And so just a couple of things to help you grow spiritually. First, I want you to read the scriptures. I know that's obvious, but I want you to read the scriptures. And the way I want you to read the scriptures is, um, I don't know if um, you have a Bible, maybe you got to school and you didn't bring your Bible, but if you... Um, don't have a Bible and you have a smartphone, you can download the Version app. It's Y-O-U version. Just go to the app store, look for Version. It'll come up. It's an incredible Bible app that puts the Bible on your phone and they have incredible reading plans. Anybody use Version in here? Show of hands if you use your, that's amazing. Well done. Okay, listen, they have amazing reading plans. They have five-day plans. They have 10-day plans. They have 30-day plans. They have all different plans around topics. There are so many plans that I don't have enough time to tell you about all the different plans and you're smart college students that can go find what plan you wanna do. But just pick a plan and start it. If you don't like that plan, go find another plan and start that. But commit to a plan and start reading the scriptures. And the reason why you need to read the scriptures is that you need to discover how much God loves you, how much Jesus loves you and how great his love is for you. And I'm telling you right now at your age, 18, 19, 20, 21, Whatever your age is in, in, in this room, no matter what your concept of God's love is for you, I'm telling you, God's love is so much greater than your mind can fathom right now. It is so much better than what you expect it to be. And so you've got to discover that. You've got to discover that. So read the scriptures. The second thing I want you to do is connect. And when, the, what I mean by connect is I want you to get plugged into a small group. We talk about it all the time, but we, we preach small groups all the time around here because we believe that, that you being in community with other people, that's the way you're gonna grow because there are gonna be days when you don't wanna read the word. There are gonna be days when you don't wanna pray. There are gonna be days when you don't want to obey and you want to give in to temptation. And there's gonna be days that you give in to temptation. It's gonna happen. And you need people around you that are gonna encourage you to do the right thing. So get in a small group. If you're not in a small group, we're gonna kick off in January again, but just sign up and say, hey, I want to get in a small group when y'all kick off again in January. And the reason why you should do this is not only because you're gonna have community around you, but you're gonna have an adult leader that's older and wiser that's gonna invest in you and they're gonna share their life with you and they're gonna give you thoughts and insights on how to navigate life. And you're gonna love it. It's gonna be amazing. So connect in a small group. And finally, I want you to serve. And what I mean by this is I want you to get involved serving here. How many of you right now serve on Sundays in a ministry here at Woodstock City Church? Show of hands. That is amazing. Well done. Incredible. But we have all these opportunities. We will let you take care of our babies here on Sunday mornings. I don't have babies. I'm just saying they're babies here on Sunday mornings, that, you know, up to four years old. It's a thing called Wombaland. We need volunteers for that. Okay, and we also need volunteers for Upstreet, kindergarten through fifth grade. They'll let you be a small group leader. They'll put you in charge of kindergarten through fifth graders, okay? That's incredible that they would do that. They would trust you with their kindergarten and fifth graders, but, but we need college students to invest in them. But here's the thing. It sounds like I'm asking you to do something for us. I'm not asking you to do something for us. I'm asking you to do something for yourself because there's gonna be a little fifth grader that's gonna ask you a question and it's gonna stump you. And you're gonna be like, I have no idea. And it's gonna challenge you. Or you're gonna be like, I don't know how to lead you. I'm, I'm just a freshman in college. I don't know what's going on. I can't believe they put me in charge of you guys. And you might not like kids. And that's okay. If you don't like kids, we'll let you run a camera on Sunday morning, okay? You can get involved in production. But I want you to get involved in serving. 
And if you can't do Sundays, you could do uh, Wednesday nights here. We need volunteers here. But when you serve, you're gonna discover things about yourselves. You're gonna discover what you like. You're gonna discover how you're wired, what your passions are, how God has gifted you. And as you do that, you're gonna grow in your relationship with God. So I want you to grow. That's the first thing. The second thing I want you to do is I want you to celebrate and embrace our diversity. I want you to celebrate and embrace our diversity. We need you to celebrate and embrace our diversity. We need this nation to celebrate and embrace diversity, but we need you to lead the way in that. And here's two little steps that I wanna give you to, to make that happen here. And the first is I want you to be a person who smiles. You're like, really? You're, you came up from Buckhead to tell us to smile? Yes, I want you to, to smile. And what does that mean? I want you to smile at people that come to the living room I want you to smile at people that you don't know. I want you to smile at people on the campus. I want you to smile at people that you work with. And you're like, what is that about? Smiling is amazing, okay? You don't have to show them your pearly whites or if you're not, you know, maybe your pearly whites aren't so white, like, you know, or whatever, your coffee drinker like me or whatever. But all you gotta do is give them an expression. And when you smile at somebody, what you're saying is, I see you and I'm for you. I see you and I'm for you. And when you smile, you say, I see you and I'm for you. And I'm telling you, if our nation could get a hold of this, it would change the attitude of the people in this country. And we need to break suspicions that happen and arise because people get the wrong looks at times. And so I want you to smile at people. And I really want you to do it in here to one another so that we can have complete unity because many of you don't know each other. As we went around the room, you're like, man, I can't believe somebody's here from New York. That's incredible. Okay, but it'd be great to know somebody from New York. Bet you never met anybody from New York before. That's incredible. So, so we want to get to know one another. So smiling paves the way for that because it's like when somebody smiles at you and you're like, I see you and I'm for you, it's like, okay, no hostility there. I think they're safe. I can talk to them. And the second thing I want you to do is initiate. I want you to initiate. Now, there were a lot of introverted hands to go up in, uh, earlier, and I just want to say that, and you're like, I'm not going to do this. But when I say initiate, what I want you to do is I want, to, and I want you to initiate conversation with somebody that you don't know. And it doesn't have to happen every week. It might take you three weeks to get, you know, work up the nerve to be like, okay, I'm going to initiate. That's okay. But I want you to know people. I want you to get to know one another. And if you're an introvert, I just want to say this. If you can't do this because this is not your wiring, and I totally get that, okay, then you just stick with smile. <laughs> and if you do the smile thing, all it says to the extroverts in the room is like, hey, I can go talk to them, okay? So I want you to smile and I want you to initiate, but most importantly, I want you to celebrate and embrace our diversity because what God is doing here is unique. And he's invited you to be a part of it. The fact, last thing I want you to do, y'all talk about a lot here, is I want you to invite. I want you to invite. And I want you to be thinking about people that you can bring to the living room. I want you to invite them to come. Because as you invite, we're gonna grow in our diversity. And we need to grow in our diversity. And I'm not saying I want you to invite because I want us to pack out this room, but we can handle packing out this room. There's other rooms we can go to. But that's not what I'm talking about. I want us to grow our diversity. And the only way we're gonna grow our diversity is that you invite your friends. And I just wanna say this. Guys, we need you to invite. We need you to lead the way on this. We need you to invite other guys. I'm telling you, 
ladies all over the country, not in just in this room, they are leading the way spiritually. They're leading the way and bringing their friends. There's in every single one of our living rooms, there's more guys than there are. I mean, there's more girls than there are guys. There's more girls than there are guys. Even when we started at Georgia Tech, that was largely at the time when we started close to 70% guys, there were still more girls coming, okay? So guys, I'm telling you, we need you to invite. I know it might not seem that cool. It's like, hey, I'm inviting you to go to the living room. They're like, what's that? And it's like, well, it's at my church or it might get awkward or whatever. But hey, just invite. I'm telling you, I think the things that we do here I, I just, I can't imagine somebody coming in and seeing the music and hearing the music that we have. It is the best music. It is incredible. No one's gonna go, that was terrible. No one's gonna come and go, I got a free meal and I heard some great music and I met some people. I'm telling you, you invite them, I think they're gonna go, wow, I've never seen anything like it. So we want you to invite your friends to come. That's what we want. So, living room. God is doing a unique work and he's inviting you to be a part of it. So my question to you tonight is, will you accept the invitation? Will you accept the invitation to be a part of God's unique work? Because we need every single one of you to participate if we're gonna have complete unity. We need diverse people coming together saying we can come around this whole thing because Jesus has brought us all together and it's all about him. And when we do that, we're gonna show the world that Jesus is real and that he loves the world and he wants a relationship with him. And I think you and I can lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's what we want you to be about. We want this to be a place, a home away from home for college students all over the city. And you guys can help us make that happen. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for these students, these beautiful students, God, whom you love every single one of them. You're so for them tonight. And you've ordained their steps to be here in this place, in this time, for this season of life, God. And I pray that they would know that they're dearly loved by you, that they're uniquely gifted by you, that you are for them, that you're making a way for them and you wanna grow them up and who you've called them to be. And Heavenly Father, I just pray that you would let this place be a place of complete unity and the world would know, the campuses would know that Jesus is real and that he's for him. So by your grace and in your mercy, would you lead us from this place to lead people into a growing relationship with you? In Jesus' name, amen.